Next on BYU Sports Nation, the tourney train stops in Dayton. BYU basketball back to the first four in a showdown with Ole Miss. Why the play-in game can be a good thing for the Cougars. Head coach Dave Rose joins us in Studio B. Plus, Tyler Haas on waiting for the moment to find out if the Cougars were in. And former NBA player and BYU great Travis Hansen. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. One shining moment. Moment. It's all on the line. The reaction from BYU in BYU Broadcasting Studio. So yesterday, I told the story, man. I mean, they were pumped. Naturally. BYU Sports Nation live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, March 16th, wherever and however you're dialing, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the 11th member of the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, whoever, by the way, whoever released on NCAA.com, <laughs> I'm assuming it was an intern or something. I feel bad if it's a full-timer. That he released a bracket, he or she released a bracket at 11, sorry, 11. Four Mountain, six Eastern, or whatever. Everyone said, oh, look, NCAA.com just released the pairings. And everyone else thought, wait, is this real? Some Can C- this really, is this real life? Some CBS executive had a coronary at that moment. And was like, what is happening? It t- yeah, it ruined our lives and ate all of our steak. Somebody- NCAA.com. Come nice, on. Nice. Come on. Point. Somebody got yelled at, that's for sure. Yeah. How does that happen? I don't know. By the way, so I was gone Thursday and Friday. I I uh, brought back what we got from Vegas for the set. It's a, the, we're going to do magnets from now on. I believe is the idea. For we that. have we have Spokane. You bought you so brought got, back Spokane. I got this. It's a you know Las Vegas sign magnet. How trusty is that magnet? Because if it falls, then we're in trouble, man. Uh, how trusty is Vegas? <laughs> we're in trouble. Apparently, it's fabulous. <laughs> We're, we're in big trouble. <laughs> the conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. Hey, did you hear BYU got in too, Jeremy? Did you hear that? What? All right. What was your reaction to BYU seating and playing in the playing game? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At green underscore Deanne. I'm excited because I live four hours from Dayton and I just bought five tickets to tomorrow's game. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation showing up. That's exciting for... Green underscore TN. What do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I'm just now getting blood and feeling back in my uh, arm. Yes, my wife was sitting next to me, and she was squeezing my arm so hard as we, they went to reveal the West Bracket. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, it's going to be okay. It's wow. going to be all it's right. Intense. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was the last matchup announced. <laughs> Sweating it out. What, they did that on purpose. No. What was Dave Rose's reaction, Tyler Hawes' reaction? We'll talk to them coming up. They, you don't think they did that on purpose? Not even a little bit? Like CBS is like, ooh. Why do they, they don't care if it's let's BYU put two, last. Let's put two bubble teams. Let's announce the West Bracket last and announce the 6-11 matchup last because it's, it announces two bubble teams. You don't think that they did that? I don't know that they dictate to CBS when they reveal what region. I think that CBS decided, okay, this region and this. I don't know. Oh, no, Maybe no they, that's what I'm saying. Like CBS decided to reveal BYU and Ole Miss last. They don't care if BYU's last or not. You don't th- it's television. 
Why BYU over another team? There's drama. No, BYU, because it's a bubble bubble game, it's a playing game. It's like, oh, the last two. They could have done Texas or UCLA. I I think that that was a calculated move. I tend to think that BYU is not uh, picked on nationally. That's not picking on them. It's to save the suspense of, like, what's going to be the last play-in game? You would have why why not Boise State and Dayton? They were the last two. BYU's the third. They, they could have been the last Dayton one. in Dayton, by the way. Uh can BYU play an NCAA tournament game in the Marriott Center? <laughs> How oh. what's up with that? Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? Selection Monday for BYU women's basketball. They have won the auto bid for winning the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship over San Francisco. No nervousness for them. Gonzaga. The men, a little bit Gonzaga, nervous. on the other hand, the women's team, yeah, they're San Diego. They're kind of feeling what the BYU men did in uh, not taking care of business. How about how about this? By the way, that's uh, what seven Eastern on ESPN. You can watch that. Jared Ward wins the U.S. Marathon Championship. Top American finisher in the L.A. Marathon. The mustache. Third overall. He's not even a marathon guy. <coughs> he is I guess now. He is now, right? He is now. He got famous because he got late eligibility last year, if you remember. So he. Champion, top American finisher, U.S. marathon champ. They're talking about him now being like a legit contender for the Olympics. That's, That's awesome. really cool. Ed Eyestone was his coach, Olympian, marathon runner, commentator mm. as well. Triple crown winner in the NCAA back in 84. BYU baseball wins two of three against Pepperdine. The Cougars have now won seven of eight. Great series win, by the way. They were not supposed to win two of three against Pepperdine. Defending West Coast Conference champions. Got worked on Thursday. Friday won a close one, and then Saturday got a walk-off. In the 10th inning. Great stuff. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, the bottom line is this, this was really stressful. You know, we, we played hard in that Gonzaga game, but we weren't able to get the win, and so that's this is what you get. You know, you get the situation where you sit and wait, and uh, really proud of our guys to get us in this thing, and now uh, we'll see what we can do. Last four in. But still in! That is what matters most. The BYU basketball team had to wait until the very last matchup was announced on the CBS selection show, as we just talked about, before they could celebrate an invitation to the big dance. I was legitimately concerned for the health and well-being of the BYU coaching staff. But then relief. Oh, man. I mean, and I know that there had been something leaked, but I didn't, I didn't see it, and none of the BYU basketball team had either. No, several of them had, had an idea. Look, well, Dave Rose said they hadn't. Tyler did. Oh, Tyler yeah. shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Tyler told us that. You'll hear that conversation coming but up. But you don't know. I mean, you don't know yeah, for I sure. Don't, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't know it's whether like, to wait, believe it or not. Is that a mistake? Is that a mistake? It was true. It was on NCA.com. I didn't know if that was fake or not. I wanted to wait. I wanted my journalistic duty to be solid, and I wanted to wait. Man, okay, BYU gets in. Yes! But then they were much closer to the edge than we thought. It is revealed that they were the third to last team in. That means BYU had to win in Spokane to get into the NCAA tournament. Shaving my head was so worth it, by the way. If that's the cost to get in the tourney. Think about that. It was worth it. Think about that. If BYU, they were so close, so much closer than we thought. If they BYU were not a does not have 25 wins, they're not in the NCAA tournament. Listen, you could be Colorado State with 27 wins and a better RPI than BYU at 30 and be out. BYU's win at Gonzaga was the reason they got in over a team like Colorado State. The committee showed that it values quality road wins. And BYU had one. 
And it was a heck of a one. Yeah. Luckily. That's why I felt like it was worth two. Do you remember at the beginning of the uh, season, we hammered the WCC for scheduling? We said, why would you play B- have BYU as the first, uh, BYU-Gonzaga as the first and last games? BYU needed that it last game to be at Gonzaga yes. and to win that game. All, there were a ton Damn. of eyes on that game because of what Gonzaga was doing and because of the desperation factor that BYU was playing with trying to make a case to be an NCAA tournament team. You're right. Like they benefited from that being the last regular season game. They needed to win in Spokane to get in. And the question is, after everything went right on Thursday night and all those teams lost... But then a bunch of them got in anyway. They still got in. Yeah. So was BYU a lot... Was BYU a lock at that point then? Lock? I was, okay, I, I was off, but I heard you or the show say lock, and I got nervous. I said, lock? What are you talking about? It's not locked till I see it on the screen Sunday. <laughs> are you crazy? It's not a lock unless they win the conference championship. BYU has not been a lock into the NCAA tournament for a couple of years. They're locked in now, baby. Yeah, now they're locked in. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was a little nervous. They're the last one announced. And, get, and I want to point this out. We've given Jerry Palm of CBS Sports a hard time. Hey, hello, Jerry. He had BYU out the whole time. And then yesterday, he had them as the last team in. Guess what? He was only two spots off. You know what Lenardi was? Five spots off. Props to Jerry Palm. He was closer than uh, homeboy Lenardi. Here's, here's the thing. They're, bo- what, they're both right there. What bracketologist in their right mind has UCLA not just in the field, not even in a play-in game. They're the BYU of this year. Over from last Colorado year. State. Wyoming, rival to Colorado State, stole Colorado State's bid. Yeah, the bubble watch was interesting because you had teams. I wasn't sure if UCLA, Texas, Indiana would even get into the tournament. They all got in. UCLA got in. They went three and four in their last seven, I think. Two and eight versus the <laughs> RPI top fifty. That's one they more play d- in the top Pac-12. fifty win than BYU. They play in the Pac twelve though, so they have that much that many more games scheduled automatically. It should it's top fifty RPI discussion should include percentage. Because BYU goes was it one and four or one and three? They get one win at Gonzaga against the top fifty RPI. Still have a thirty six is the RPI, twenty five wins. But BYU needed that win. I'm telling you, next year when we look at bracketology, keep in mind a couple things. Look at record, look at RPI, and look at record versus top 50 RPI. That's the stuff you need to know right there. Road wins, quality road road, wins. Yeah, that stuff. BYU thought they had a similar schedule to last year and ended up not being as tough. Stanford, UMass, uh, Utah State uh, didn't hook a brother up. By the way, I'm watching the Utah-Oregon game Friday night. Great game because, as some people put it on Twitter, Joe Smith, Brigham Young hits a shot. To beat the Utes at the near buzzer, Joseph Young, POI in the Pac-12. Lon Wright, what's up? He traveled, by the way. Yes, he did. <laughs> I'm looking at Utah's resume, and it says quality wins, and it has Wichita State and BYU. There are no Pac-12 teams listed, and BYU's listed. Man, wow. Is that and they're a the five pa- seed in Portland. Is that where the Pac-12 is? Regardless. Stephen F. Austin. Go Stephen F. Austin. B- I don't even know what K. they're... Lumberjacks? They are... Stephen F. Austin? Yes, I believe they are the Lumberjacks. That is correct. This is the time of year that you look up like <laughs> all of those random, like the Ospreys of North Florida. Oh, and, I knew that one because the Jaspers two, of Manhattan. The Jaspers. <laughs> what? Is that a Twilight reference? <laughs> BYU is in. Now, is the play-in game a good thing? We're going to tell you about the pros and cons in just a little bit. There might be more good to it than you think. When we thought about it, that's the consensus that we came to. Yeah. Yet there's some stuff that's not great. But you're in. At this point, this, the, what's the program standard for BYU? 
get into the tournament. Try and win. We'll pick it's not a- to win the game. It's just to get there. We'll pick apart Ole Miss as well. Not old Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss. Okay, not old. It's, There's some notable people. It's Ole Miss. Notable people, even at Brigham, that say oh. old Miss. O-L-E. Wow. O-L-E. 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 Let's say it together. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, in their then, game notes, it says Mississippi. They don't want to be called Mississippi. Like Texas Christian? They want, to be, they want to be called Ole Miss. Like BYU is officially coming out and saying, we want to be called Brigham? No, they're not doing that. <laughs> They're not doing it. We're going to tell you about the Rebels. We'll pick them apart as well a little bit today and then dive heavily into that matchup tomorrow. But the fact of the matter is, Jerem, BYU, at, at one point this season, 17-8, and 5-4 and four in the West Coast Conference making the turn. It was at that point I said my awesome shave my head comment. And they got in the field. They did it twice. Listen. Unless BYU goes on this crazy run, they go back to back years. They go five and four in the front nine, and then the back nine they go eight and one in conference play. Go to the title game, lose to Gonzaga. That's been the story, and still get in. You get a ten last year, you get an eleven this year. Plan. BYU can do better. Don't you know? Don't lose to Pepperdine twice. Don't lose to San Diego. BYU could be a single digit seed at that point. How do you win in the NCAA tournament? It's not about upsetting somebody. It's about having a what Utah did: have a great regular season, have a good seed. And then play, win a game you're supposed to win. And then that second round matchup, excuse me, third round. That doesn't make any sense. What BYU's playing in is the first round. <laughs> then, you, then you play a team in that third round or second game for normal seeded people. And then you hope to have an even matchup or, like in BYU's case, they played an 11 seed instead of a 6 when they were 3 in 2011. It's all about the regular season getting a good matchup. However, the matchup with Ole Miss is good. We'll talk about this in a minute. BYU can match up and do well against Ole Miss. It's it's good. Is it dumb that UCLA, Indiana, and Texas all got in with first round buys and were essentially higher seeded than BYU? Yeah, my personal they opinion, were higher seeded. Yes, that's I don't I don't understand it. I try and look really hard at the metrics. I wish there was a guy from BYU on the committee that we could talk to about this, or oh, from wait, U- or from wait. Utah State. Okay, who's the chairman? But the fact of the matter is, they got in. That's They're the bottom in. line. They're in the field of 68. Yes. I know there's some disgruntled fans that are like, yeah, it's unfair. It's, come on. Put on the blue goggles. No. <laughs> they just they got in. They got in. And that, that's what matters most. By the way, BYU, 550 to 630 Eastern tonight. BYU will hold their press conference, followed by an open practice. They are in, they're on their way to Dayton right now. They are in the they're air, baby. In a metal bird flying in the air. <laughs> Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What is your reaction to the seeding and placement of BYU in the NCAA tournament? That is our Twitter question today. At Aaron K underscore MN says, glad we're in and just glad to be able to see an extra game. That's one of the benefits. You're playing an even matchup and not necessarily playing a six right away. But you're playing on a Tuesday. At D Young 1993. Frustration. Especially when UCLA, Texas, and Indiana all somehow got in and avoided the extra game. The extra game may benefit BYU in that they get a win that they maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. They've already been sitting for a week by the time tomorrow rolls around. Stephen F. Austin, by the way, it is Lumberjacks. I'm going to put the magnet up. Go do it. Make it happen. Up next on BYU Sports Nation. 
The coach, Dave Rose, tells us about the moment leading up to his official invitation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on the Twitter machine at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Do you think there are those that hear you say that every day and think that it's actually a Twitter machine? Like, do I need to get a separate piece of equipment? (laughs) I love it because I get it too. It's Man. just what I call it. It's I my know, thing, I know, man. I know. It's your thing, bro. It's the Twitter machine. Men's hoops tomorrow. Ole Miss, tomorrow. Crazy. Uh, Ole Miss, 9-10 Eastern time on True TV. Yeah, how about, isn't Big that weird? It's like, oh, yeah, they're in the NCAA tournament. Tomorrow? Yeah. That is one advantage to me. Hey, you just play right away, man. Let's watch a game. Nostris Nocturnus. Go if, play a game. If you were listening in the BYU radio days, you know what that Latin phrase means. Own the night. Nostris Nocturnus. <laughs> <laughs> One of the finer moments in BYU Sports Nation history. In our pioneer days. Yes. Back on BYU Radio. We sang as we walked. <laughs> you think anybody else says Twitter machine? I might have to, like, No. Trademark. I don't think anyone else in the United States or Canada. I might have to trademark that thing. Or uh, its provinces. Say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What was your reaction to BYU seating and playing in the play-in game? We want to hear what your opinions are. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Seth Killingbeck says, Seth! Don't love the play-in game, but I'm heading to Dayton from Nashville tomorrow to cheer on the Cougars. I'm assuming that Seth went to the Middle Tennessee State game as well in football. That crowd that showed up there, are they going to show up in Dayton? There were 10,000 BYU fans in Tennessee. That was awesome. You were there. 10,000. Hey, 10,000. Get to Dayton and make it a home game for BYU. Uh, it's going to be a home game for Dayton. That's on Wednesday, though. Dayton. Yeah, that's Wednesday. That's right. That's on Wednesday. So, And Dave, Dave Rose has been here, but he's been to the first four before. Two seasons ago. Also, he's been to the NCAA tournament more often than not. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's actually three seasons ago when I think about it a little bit. Listen to this. Dave Rose has led BYU to the NCAA tournament in eight of the last nine years, eight of the ten years he's been the head coach at BYU. That's amazing. And while never winning the conference tournament championship. Wow. Yeah, what? Wyoming won a conference tournament title before BYU did, by the way, the last ten years. That's coming for the Cougars. As a mid-major, to get to the NCAA tournament eight of ten years. And not accidentally win a tournament title at some point. Win a tournament title? That's uh, it's working the system, Go, man. That's yeah. doing a good job. The next step for BYU, to me, is to not win in the NCAA tournament, per se. I think that comes naturally. It's to win championships in the regular season or tournament or both. That's the next step. Because then you get a good seed, and then you're in a good place going into the NCAA tournament. Why did BYU with Jimmer get to the Sweet 16? Three seed. Because they were at three! So they beat a 14, and then they beat an 11, who upset a six. Gonzaga over... St. John's. That's how you get to the Sweet 16. The commercial break leading into the West Region reveal, I was paying extra close attention to Dave and Cheryl Rose. And Cheryl's got her head, like, back. She's just, like, looking at the ceiling. And Dave's kind of just, you know, got that intense look on his face. And then they get to the very last announcement. And, like, the reaction is, yes, they're in. Dave Rose stood up. I looked right over at him, yeah, and watched him stand up. And then, you know, the pandemonium and celebration that ensued after was fantastic. But I, I legitimately was worried about him. It was tense in the room. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was tense. 
We talked to Dave about the that moment. defined by that moment. Yeah. Oh, man. And right now it feels good because you're in. When to get in, and they did just enough. We talked to Dave Rose right after he found out he got into the NCAA tournament to get his thoughts before the Cougars head off to Dayton for their playing game tomorrow. Coach, you waited until the final screen on CBS, uh, third to last team in. How is your blood pressure and your anxiety level right now, now that you're in? Well, we feel good. I think that, uh, you know, it's been a long week. Uh, you know, the thing that you think about all week long is, you know, what could we have done different, you know, the last night to actually get the automatic bid, and then your life would be a lot different. And, uh, you know, we, we played hard in that Gonzaga game, but we weren't able to get the win, and so... That's this is what you get. You know, you get the situation where you sit and wait and uh, really proud of our guys to get us in this thing. And now uh, we'll see what we can do. What have the last five or so days been like for you as you've waited? Well, I mostly been trying to do things to keep my mind off it. You know, we uh, we had a couple of really good practices. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, we, we had a recruit in town that we kind of had on campus, showed around for a while. And uh, and then just, uh, you know, tried to do some things around the house. But uh uh, the bottom line is this this was really stressful. I mean, we get to uh, uh, the very last <laughs> uh, set of teams that are going in there. And so uh, I think, you know, the fact that our coaching staff and a couple of our players uh, have been through this routine and, and uh, we know it's quick, it happens fast, and, you know, that tip-off on Tuesday night. Um, you know, there was a lot of distractions when we were there last time. President Obama was at the – the deal, we, our shoot-around time was at a junior college clear out of town because they locked down the building and all kinds of things before. So hopefully it's, that's a little bit smoother. Uh, but uh, we look forward to a really challenging game against Ole Miss. And uh, hopefully in the next 24 hours here we can find out a little bit about them and how they're doing and what we need to do to try to beat them. Before you can dive into Ole Miss, do you have, have you seen them play this year? Is there anything you know about them right now? I, I, I saw a little bit of the game against Kentucky at Kentucky. And uh, – uh, I don't know, I can't remember if it went to overtime or double overtime or whatever. They played them really tough, so obviously that the, uh, Kentucky's pretty good. So if they can play them pretty good, we got our, our you know work cut out for us. But our guys have been playing well, and our guys, I know they'll be really excited for the game, and uh, we just look forward to the opportunity. Do you scour college hoops randomly throughout the season just in case for this situation, or do you leave that to the video coordinator? Yeah, I, I, I leave that to other guys. I, I watch a lot of ball, you know, during the season, but it's mostly the teams that we're playing and then ourselves, you know, to try to figure out what we can do a little bit better. But uh, And then randomly I see a game or two. It's mostly West Coast stuff and, um, and you know, the, the, the later games when you know, you're not sleeping really well and the, the games are still on. The East Coast games are all over by the time. You, know, you get a free minute or so. Tyler Hodge just told us that he's excited because he doesn't have to wait around. We get to go play on Tuesday, and that's that's good for us because you, technically you haven't played since last Tuesday. So, do you view that as an advantage? You just get to go and play. Well, I think that our, that this time of year, your guys, your preparation needs to be really intense, but it doesn't need to be drawn out and doesn't need to be long. And to be successful in this tournament, that's got to be a a big part of uh, you know the you know the quality of your team is to be able to prepare quickly and then play that next game and. So uh, instead of you know having a, a lot of time and then winning a game and then having to prepare quick, we'll just prepare quick and see if we can win a game. Okay? Did you feel like you were going to be in, or was there some nervousness today? Well, you never know. I mean, the teams that didn't get out, you look at the first four teams out, those are all really good teams. And then there's two or three other ones that uh, you know really had a chance to get in too. So as the names start popping up, and there's certain teams that you know that you're kind of in that area, and they're all popping up there, it gets a little bit nerve-wracking. 
Well, you're in, and now you have Ole Miss on Tuesday. What's the uh, the agenda, the schedule for you as uh, you approach Dayton, Ohio? Well, we'll you know try and get some film on them, and, and it's an SEC team, so there'll be a lot of uh, film available. And we'll watch your last three, four, five games, uh, and uh, and then we'll wait from you know, to hear from the NCAA travel people just with uh, you know how we're going to travel, when we're going to travel, and hopefully we can get out there uh, tomorrow and get some time on the floor. But we'll see. Does playing uh, in a play-in game two years ago help you in any way this time around? I just think the logistics of this part right here, uh, we know what, what, what can happen, and, and hopefully we can pull that off to where we, um, you know, we got there Monday and practiced right behind Iona on uh, about a 8 o'clock practice, I think, there. Hopefully we can move that up a little bit, maybe get on the floor a little bit earlier. We'll see. You just met with your team. How would you summarize the message you gave to them immediately after you found out that you were in? Well, I, these guys are excited. I mean, I think they were all a little bit, uh, you know, on the edge. I, I think as the week went on, you know, we started to feel maybe a little bit more comfortable with what's going to happen. But the bottom line is is that this is a, this is a pretty scrutinized process. And uh, when you get past, you know, the automatic qualifiers and then maybe the first uh, 20 um, – you know, at large bids, it, it your your team gets scrubbed pretty good in order to get in this thing. So, these guys should be you know really proud of the accomplishments. And and there's no time to look back. You know, there's no time to to try and you know what if we'd have beat this team here or what if we'd have done that? Or how, how come they evaluated this team different? <laughs> I mean, this thing is all about now. We got another game. Let's go see if we can win it. What's your reaction to the idea that you probably had to win in Spokane to get into the tournament? No, it's a good thing we won. That's my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I told Tyler he could do this. You want to rub Jerem's head for some good luck? I think we'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's Billy Madison and I have Andrew for something. Yeah. Coach, good luck in Dayton. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Yep. BYU and Ole Miss tomorrow night just after 9 p.m. Eastern in Dayton, Ohio, live on True TV. If he doesn't want to rub my head, that's cool. I get it. <laughs> Are you bitter about that? No, I was going to throw my jacket off. I was going to rip it off <laughs> throw it, but I decided not to. Tyler Haas chose a different path. Yeah, you'll you'll see that. <laughs> you'll see that. Some guys some guys want the karma via the head rub. Here's the thing, okay? <laughs> so we talked we talked to Coach Rose about playing on Tuesday, and it's it's kind of a logistical nightmare to get there because it happens so fast. But there are good thing we have planes. It's not are, like they're in covered wagons. There are several pros to playing in the playing contest. You're the game. You're the game on. Not just Nocturnus, like we've talked about. It's been a week since BYU's played. They're ready to go. You'll hear from Tyler. He's anxious. This team wants to play. In fact, I think they're more suited to play Tuesday than they are Thursday because they've waited, unlike some conferences. They're ready to rock. Yeah, so not only are you the spotlight, BYU's had essentially a week off by the time they take the floor tomorrow. They're refreshed. They've been waiting around Factually long one week. That they want to play. Okay, And you're in a game where you have even competition. Okay, so yeah, you you're not a, playing a six, you're playing you an 11. You have a good chance to win an NCAA tournament game. Yes, this is good. Now, just don't have a terrible first half like the Iona game, so you don't have to have the biggest comeback in NCAA history. There are cons playing on a Tuesday, though. It's rushed. You don't know as much about the opponent. You can't drill that into the guys. You can't get multiple practices in. Did you hear the frustration from Dave Rose? It came out where, man, Barack Obama showed up. We had to practice at a JC outside of town. I mean, it became logistically tougher. You can't go through the motions that you're familiar with through the entire season. But they got a win, and they got a win playing against a team that was evenly matched with them, Iona. 
Okay, it was weird. It was took a twenty five. Maybe that's back. the reason BYU had such a terrible first half. So Iona had the same situation. They had a great first half. But I like the I like the opportunity to go and and you're not again you're not playing a six. Yeah, I I don't like being one of the last four in that it, you're punished. Uh, because you're one of the last four in by having to play in the playing game. Chew on this, by the way. In the old system of just 64 teams, BYU's not in. They're not in. Yeah, I thought about that last night. Because of 68, BYU's in the tournament. (laughs) Please don't expand to 96. They're in! (laughs) I love that we get to watch an NCAA tournament game tomorrow night featuring BYU. Up next, Tyler Hawes joins the show. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Learn more at cougarclub.com. And welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. If you so feel like it, you can participate on the Twitter machine. Hey, download the show podcast as well. It's free on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. You can stream it. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The BYU men's team get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Third to last team in. They are in a playing game against Ole Miss that will take place tomorrow night in Dayton, Ohio, against the Rebels just after 9 p.m. Eastern time, 7 Mountain. Check it out. BYU trying to get to that game against Xavier on Thursday in Jacksonville. Selection Monday for BYU women's basketball. The ladies find out where and when they will play. I'm going to tell you this much. It's going to be on a Saturday. Because it's not going to be on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah they'll they do, play they on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> 7 Eastern ESPN. You can watch that. I wonder what seed they're going to get. 12, 13? Thir- 13 is. Yeah. Char- Charlie Cream is the Joe Lenardi of the women's bracket. He says 13. That guy's made him. He's made a niche for himself. Name another women's basketball bracketologist. Go. Just him. Just him. Nope. Jared Ward wins the U.S. Marathon Championship. Former BYU cross country standout. The top American finisher. In the L.A. Marathon, USA. third overall. USA! He's in the Olympic discussion. That mustache, it's got to stay now, right? It's, it's his thing. Yeah. So, someone said, by the way, on uh, the Twitter, on the Twitter machine, <laughs> uh, happy but kind of bitter having to have BYU play uh, in, in the playing game. Should offer, Jerem Jordan should offer to wax his eyebrows with a sweet 16 birth. Uh, no. We've already made, we've already, I've already put one out there, right? I've already put out a guarantee. That if BYU goes to the Final Four, which they've never done. <laughs> I will shave my that, head. That you would shave your head. <laughs> uh, Everyone's doing it, man. We actually brought that up with Tyler Hawes, among a bunch of other things that you should listen to right now. Tyler Hawes with us, two-on-one in Studio B. Tyler, they took it right down to the last second, but you're in. Your reaction to being an 11 seed and in a play-in game. We're excited. Uh, you know, I think we, we've earned that spot to be in the tournament, and uh, we were just so pumped and thrilled to, to see our name up there, and uh, we're ready to, to win some games. You're hoping to see your name earlier than later. It's literally the last matchup announced. Uh, what were the nerves or anxiety like during the show? Gosh, well, you could just feel the tension in that room, you know, building up. And, uh, you know, we, we thought we were safe at, at, the, at the beginning and before today, but, um, you know, they, they made us sweat a little bit right to the end. But we're, we're just happy to be in, and we're... Um, we want to go win some games. What is it like being on the bubble the week leading up to Selection Sunday, given that you play in the West Coast Conference and you're done on Tuesday, so you have to sit back and watch everything happen? Yeah, no, there there is some anxiety, and um, it's kind of it's it's hard watching all the teams and hearing all the stuff. I mean, you feel like you've done all that you can, and so a lot of it's not really in your control. Um, but I'm just really proud of our guys and the way we. Uh, just kept competing the whole season. There was a time when 
a lot of guys counted us out, and so uh, just excited to um, get that bid in there. Were you looking at me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Hey, go <laughs> uh, when, when you don't have a game to prepare for, did you embrace bracketology finally? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I mean, you don't really have a choice but to listen to some of it and um, just kind of hope that you uh, you get in there. But, uh, the, I mean, the last month and, or two, our team has just been focused on winning that next game, and I thought we finished um, our regular season the right way. Do you know anything about Mississippi? Uh, not a ton. Um, you know, I, in years past, I think they, they like to run a little bit and shoot a lot of threes, and so I think it'll be a good matchup for us. Playing Tuesday, how does that change things versus playing Thursday? Um, you know, I, I think it, it, our guys don't really like waiting around. I mean, let's just let's go play. I, I think it, it works to our favor. Really, though, even though it was the last screen, like you, you knew in the back of your mind that, that BYU was going to get in, right? Uh, I was pretty confident <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the day. I guess someone there was a leak or something. Uh, there was a tweet that was sent out, but I, I didn't see that, so I was – I was a little bit nervous <laughs> right, right till the end, but just happy we're in. So was that being whispered among the crowd in Studio C there? Hey, Ole Miss playing? Uh, I didn't hear anything. Uh, maybe maybe some of the guys did. Uh, and even if even if you did hear whisperings, you just don't know. I mean, there's so much uncertainty. So um, just glad we're we're in there. You were on your mission in the last playing game, I believe, right? I was. Yeah, that was the year before I got back. That that was the big comeback, wasn't it? That's right. Yep. Given that you were 17-8 and eight at one point, you win eight in a row, you get to the West Coast Conference Tournament Final, what does it mean to you as a senior, as one of the leaders of this team in your last go-around to get into the NCAA Tournament? Yeah, just, just really proud. I mean, uh, I've, I've loved everything about uh, my experience at BYU and playing for Coach Rose. And uh, to play in this tournament, I mean, you, you have to prove yourself the whole, the whole year, and I'm just so proud of our guys, the way we stuck together and um, you know, finished the season the right way. What are the advantages in your mind of playing in a play-in game? Um, just that we get one game under our belt, um, you know, and we get to play right away. We don't have to wait around a few days, and so let's go play some ball. Do you know anything about your travel? Have you heard anything in the, in the minutes past the, uh, the selection show? No, I don't know. We're, we're going to go have a team meeting here pretty soon, so I'm assuming either tonight or first thing in the morning we'll get out. You mentioned you felt like you'd be in. Like, how confident? Did you 100% going into the selection show, or was there still some doubt? Uh, I was pretty confident. There was a little doubt. I mean, you just don't know. There, I, there's some uncertainty in, in, in all of it. Um, you know, last year we didn't know if we were going to get in. We got a 10 seed, and so... Um, there, there's a lot that is kind of out of your control, um, but I just am thrilled and excited to, to keep playing ball. If you could pinpoint one thing that changed to allow this team to find success and get on the run that it did late in the season, what would it be? I think just our edge and our, our focus, um, you know, from, from the start of the game to the end. I, th- I thought our last 10 games, we we played as hard as we could for 40 minutes straight, um, you know, and especially on the defensive end. And I, I think we're rebounding the ball a lot better than we were at the beginning of the year. And guys are just, guys just have one thing in their mind, that's to, to figure out how to win games. And we're playing for each other, sharing the ball. And um, I think we're, we're playing the right way right now. I asked you this in Vegas, I'll ask it again. Is the urgency that got you to this point with the win streak still, still alive? For sure. For sure, I, I think guys understand what what's gotten us to this point, 
and they understand, um, you know, the things that we have to do to, to, to win games. And so hopefully we can uh, translate that to um, this next week. You need to rub Jerem's head for some, uh, some BYU Sports Nation karma. Spencer said if you go to the Final Four, he's going to shave his head. Yeah, so I'm fully expecting to shave my head, dude. <laughs> okay, let's do, it. let's do it. Thanks, Tyler. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and learn more at cougarclub.com. Welcome to the club, Tyler Hawes. Well, he's got the karma now. He has to have the karma, right? If you slapped high fives with Chase Fisher before the Portland game, yes. and Tyler just rubbed your head right yes. there, yes. he's got the karma. Yes, he does. 30 against Ole Miss. <laughs> Up next, Travis Hansen joins BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer. He is Jerem. Basketball! Is on True TV tomorrow night, 9 10 Eastern Time, BYU and Ole Miss. Wait, it's not Old what? Miss? I, BYU, they're the old players. We started thinking of all these super corny jokes <laughs> that are just terrible and we'll spare you the time from. <laughs> no, we won't. Hopefully, the Rebels will miss a lot of shots. <laughs> <laughs> so play the laugh track. Play the laugh track. What was the other? Didn't we come up with another one? <laughs> What else is there? Uh, we, there is another one. Dang it. M-I-S-S-I. Shut up. Yeah. Well, there's that too, I guess. No, that, that one's new. What was your reaction to BYU seeding Those and playing in the playing game against Ole Miss? And there, and there are mixed opinions. I like this response from at Kenton, Utah. Deserved a higher seed, but this is like being a six seed for a day because they play an 11. That's an outside-the-box perspective. Yeah. If you, you view you, BYU as a six seed, then yeah. He's not a six seed. Don't get crazy. BYU's an 11. They're playing an 11. That's fine with me. Yeah, it's, it's not a, it's it's not a more ideal. winnable game than playing Xavier as opposed to Xavier. Great, great shot to win a game in the NCAA tournament. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, former NBA player and BYU basketball great Travis Hansen. Travis, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me on this morning. You bet. How did you feel about BYU being seated as an 11 and the play-in game? Just what, were you, what was your initial reaction to the news? Initial reaction, uh, last night I was in St. George at my dad's house watching it, texting Terry Nashiv back and forth. And, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I thought it was a joke at first. I mean, you know, they treated Indiana and Texas and even UCL, UCLA extremely well. Uh, I think a little too well, or you know, and uh, and a little disrespectful towards BYU, especially how they played the last you know few weeks and that big win at Gonzaga. But you know, in the end, actually, I think it's a, I think it's a way better spot for them. You know, they don't have to wait very long; they get to play right away. And and the first two games are super winnable games for them. Where do you think BYU should have been seated? You know, at least you know uh, with Indiana, Texas, and. And UCLA, where they were seated at least an 8 or 9 or 10, right? I mean, I, I was guessing a 10, you know, maybe even 11 the, the whole time. But, you know, as soon as Indiana and Texas got their seeds, I thought, man, BYU has a better record than them. Um, I think they're a better team. I think, I think they're funner to watch. Uh, so I thought, I thought they'd get a 9. 
Travis Hansen with us on BYU Sports Nation, 2003 Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year, 44-1 and in his career at the Marriott Center. BYU now heads to Dayton, Ohio. It is a quick turnaround, Travis, and in your conversations with Terry and, and whoever else you've been talking to on the staff, how do they feel about the logistics of uh, turning this thing around and going to playing tomorrow night? I think they're very positive. I think they'd love it. I mean, they, they flew out to Dayton this morning. Um, they play tomorrow night, so it's a quick turnaround. It's really hard uh, to play, you know, on a Thursday or Friday um, because there's, there's so much lead up into the game, the, the media, publicity. You got to practice. Your body kind of gets out of the rhythm. It's nice as an athlete not to not to think too much about all that and not to have too much distraction. So I think they're incredibly um, excited about Dayton, and then it's only an hour and a half charter to to Florida, and so. So I think I think the logistics work really well for uh, for BYU. Travis, what's your expectation of this BYU team in the NCAA tournament? Oh, to win the game! My gosh, I think they're better than Ole Miss. I think I think they actually kind of mirror each other in style of play. Uh, Ole Miss is you know extremely athletic, a little bit more athletic than BYU, but the BYU's IQ and uh, and and, and the, the players they have on how they know how to play the game the right way is I think. Uh, you know, two or three times as, as good as Ole Miss. And so I think it's going to be an incredible game, but, you know, I expect BYU to go out there and be super aggressive, confident, and win that game and look forward to Xavier. Do you think BYU has a shot? There's discussion of uh, possibly Sweet 16, getting a couple of wins. It'd have to be three this week. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got to play really well. You know, that's kind of the the uh, the hard thing with playing team sports is, you know, the reason they won at Gonzaga was it was really the first time all season long where they had, you know, seven, eight, nine players come and play their, their A-plus game. I mean, Halford was, was killing it. Collinsworth was doing exactly what he should be doing every game. Kafusi, as a freshman, was showing, you know, amazing signs of being an incredible um, uh, pillar for the, for the program here in the future. And so everyone that kind of but Tyler – uh, had a great game, and they, and they need that, especially in the NCAA tournament when you play the top teams in the nation. Everybody's got to come to play. Everyone's got to be have an on night, and uh, if that happens, yeah, absolutely, they have they have multiple chances to go go deep within the tourney. Follow him on Twitter at Travis Hansen twenty four, former BYU guard Travis Hansen joining BYU Sports Nation. When you look at defining success in a season, Travis. Does it come down to winning in the NCAA tournament for BYU to term this as a success? Uh, I think just getting in the tournament is a, is a huge success. You know, it's a, you have the opportunity to play for a national championship. How cool is that? And, and with all their ups and downs and their injuries, I think I think it's been a tremendously successful season. Um, and I think that that's a hard question because it depends on the, the program, it depends on the coach. Um, I think getting a group of guys to mold and play the right way, uh, that alone uh, will help you grow in the future and, and expand the future. But I mean, just getting guys to, you know, play basketball the right way. I always tell my kids that we coach, we say, you know, we're on a mission to get rid of bad basketball. We want to pass the ball. We want to. We want to. We want to cut. We want to make open shots. We want to play aggressive. And and I think BYU's been super up and down all season with with those things until the last three weeks. And that's where you know it's been really exciting and fun to watch them because they played they played basketball the right way, and so I think it's been a success already. 
With the Kyle Collinsworth injury and last year's NCAA tournament game aside, is this better? Is this team better equipped to win a game in the NCAA tournament than last year's team? You know, probably the way they're playing. I think their confidence is is at, at a sky high, and you know, I gotta I gotta give credit to Coach Rose. I played for so many good coaches. You know, David Blatt, who coached the Cavs, Messina, who's probably going to end up taking over for Popovich at the Spurs. Um, Rose is just. You know, one of the best coaches I've ever seen. I mean, I, and I don't even know how to describe how good he is because there's so many factors and variables and attributes you can talk about. But the way he gets guys to believe they're better than they are, the way he he motivates a team to play together and believe in each other and trust each other is is amazing. And so uh, I think I think this group has really bought into that. And so that's why I would say this group's definitely uh, better, more confident than last year. Travis, you've been in a similar situation with the BYU team on the bubble. I, I go back to 2003 specifically when you were a 12 seed against UConn. What's it like seeing your team's name on the screen and hearing BYU when you're on the bubble on Selection Sunday? It's a relief, really. There's so much pressure to, to make it to the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's that's your you know one of your main team goals all season long, and that's what you've been battling for is to to build your profile up enough and have enough good wins and, and, a, and, a, and a solid record and RPI so you can get into the tournament. So it's a relief. It's a relief. And then after that, you're super excited. You just want to go and see how good you are and how good you can play. And, and then you get a chance to play against, you know, nationally recognized programs like UConn and go in there and give your all. I mean, I think we should have beat UConn. I think we were a better team and, and we just, you know, a few different things could have happened, uh, to go our way, we could have won that game easily. Travis, how do you not let the moment overwhelm you when you get to the NCAA tournament and that ball is tipped? You know, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, uh, mentally, you got to be just tough as nails. I, you know, even going in to Atlanta Hawks and playing, you know, I started against Kobe Bryant, played the Lakers here in LA, um, and then playing overseas. You know, when I when I would get a little bit uh, full of anxiety or stress. I, I would just mentally, I would go back to like the stake center or the Marriott center where I'd feel most comfortable. And I would just imagine I was there. I was imagine I was just me and, you know, uh, Cleveland and Rose and, and Trent Whiting. And we were just rebounding and shooting together. And I would just, you know, if you can calm yourself and, uh, and not get too ups and up and down with your, with your stress levels, that definitely helps. And just pretend because really, you know, I, I go back and play against these ACC, SEC, you know, SEC guys and play against Jason Terry and all these guys are phenomenal players, and they're really not that much better than than us. I mean, how many how many people are better than Tyler Hawes or or Kyle Collinsworth, let alone in the nation or the world? Very, very, very few players. Those two are uh, unbelievably talented. I would put Tyler Hawes on the Duke team, and he would fit right in and, and be scoring 18 points a game. And so these guys have got to believe that and believe that they're just as good as an ACC or Big 12 or SEC player because they are. You know, I'd go and they'd come off a pick and shoot a jumper and it was like hard against the backboard. And then you'd do a fast break and they'd do a 360. And I thought, man, you know, they're <laughs> athletic, but, but the guy doesn't know how to come off a pick and shoot a jumper. So, so our guys are just as good as them. They just need to come together at the right time and believe in themselves. They'll have a lot of success. Travis, we're going to package all of this up and send it out to BYU as like a pregame motivation speech. Are you cool with that? Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, one of the jobs I always wanted to go for is, you know, when you go to war, like Braveheart, you're, you're set up and, 
you know, everyone's got their face paint on and their swords and they're ready to go. I always wanted to be the guy on the horse holding the flag <laughs> and, just, and just ride along, ride along in front, just screaming as loud as I can. I am William Wallace. Yes, yes, that's uh, my that's my dream job. That is outstanding. <laughs> we'll try and make that happen at some point in the future, Travis. That'd be phenomenal. That'd be awesome. <laughs> hey, great to talk to you. We appreciate the time and uh, the insight. Let's go BYU. Let's do this. Thanks, guys. All right, Travis Hanson, former BYU basketball Another eight mile. That guy knows a buzz cut. <laughs> Someone said, you should bleach your hair. I'm like, like, like Travis Hanson in a, a 2 Probably not going there. Frosty tips like Mark Bigelow. You yep. have blonde hair. Otherwise, you I, probably would have frosted your tips in high school, right? I didn't frost, any, <laughs> I didn't frost anything in high school. Come on, man. Not even a cake? Hey, I, I remember the other Mississippi joke. We'll get to that. <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Hey, Jeremiah, I remembered that other old, old Miss joke. What is it? Okay. Well, John Gasway of ESPN has Mississippi as one of the coldest teams going into the NCAA tournament. Second to the second coldest. Yeah. So it's old Miss. You mean cold Miss. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so many bad jokes. So bad. Oh, with old Miss. <laughs> I, I think that Bronco Mendenhall said Old Miss when they played. Did he really? By the way, do you remember on signing day when he slipped and told us that BYU is going to play Old Miss? Old Miss? <laughs> Not Old Miss. Old Miss. Old Miss. Yeah. Oh, that's why it's okay. We're hey, the speak, old, speaking we're of the Bronco, old they're getting closer, man. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 173. It's weird in the 170s. 170, 970, Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Jerry Palm. Listen, we've been hammering this dude <laughs> from CBS Sports. Their bracketologist, he was closer than Lenardi. Bracket where B- Matrix was closest. <laughs> yes, yes, it was? Yes. Ha, 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 ha. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bracket Matrix is Skynet. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Send in your Twitter responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to Tyler Hobbs, Dave Rose, Travis Hansen, Elder 8 Mile, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Bernie Hat. Nice hat, Are we bro. retiring this thing till next year? Shout out to Nick Taggart. We're back to work tomorrow. Uh.